I would feel sorry for you, but it's what you fucking deserve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shoes on the other foot now, go. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. This week, Street Fighter. I'm Gav. I'm Alex. I'm Joel. I'm Dave. And I'm Austin. And just like Street Fighter, we're about to commence the ultimate battle. Uh, <laughs> not that good. It was either that or the other tagline is, This Christmas, shop early. The streets won't be safe. <laughs> <laughs> no, Which, that is quite apt. <laughs> it genuinely sounds more like a scaremongering headline from Fox News, to be honest. Uh, but seriously, though, if you've never heard the show before, then hold on to your joysticks because we're about to bash your buttons. Essentially, we take a film and we put it on trial. It's as simple as that. There's also a whole host of other hilarious shenanigans to keep you entertained, including a caption contest, a quiz, some questionable impressions, some average xylophone playing, some sound effects and a whole lot of banter. So, do stick around. Now, this week's film on trial is the 1994 action film, Street Fighter. Is it guile, or is it bile? Is it Dalsim, or is it Ballskin? <laughs> Anymore? Is it Zangief, or is Why it Nansqueef? Why did you, <laughs> Why did you <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully, we're going to find out. Now, just to say, this will be a very, very spoilerific episode. So, if you haven't seen the film yet, uh, and you, you can either, uh, I don't know, watch it and then come back to this episode, it's available on Amazon Prime at the moment for free, or you can just trust our judgments. Alternatively, you can fast forward to our quiz. This week is brought to us by the lovely Captain Dave, uh, which is going to start around the 40, 45 minute mark, we reckon. Now, before we go on, I think we should probably talk a little bit about Halloween Horror Month. I mean, it was an epic five-week month where we all reviewed one of our favourite horror films, put it on trial. Not that great success rate. It was pretty brutal. It was, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, I think 80% of our films went on the shit list. They did. Mm -hmm. The only one that did make it onto the hit list was your film, Joel. (laughs) Which which I would say was the shittest film. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't go that far. I mean, what I would say, though, is... Of the, you know, kind of 20 horror films that I've seen, I've obviously mastered them. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, hopefully next year, Gav, you won't disappoint us as usual. Hopefully, but that, I'm not, that's, that's not a guarantee. <laughs> I, I, I aim to disappoint. Uh, now, before we go on, we should say that our last film on trial was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Um, actually, I don't Why actually did you split them up into completely separate. <laughs> that's what it's called, isn't it? Pride and Prejudice. Well, yeah, and we zombies. had a massive pause. Pride. <laughs> And Prejudice. <laughs> I want and to, Zombies. I want to emphasize <laughs> that there was Pride before Prejudice. Oh, was there any Pride in it, though? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, that's supposed to be a zam- zombie sound effect, but it sounds like uh, all of us at the uh, end of the weekend that we just experienced. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all went away the weekend. It got very messy. Uh, let's leave it at that. Um, okay, so Dave, you judged that trial of mm-hmm. Pride. And Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs> and you deem that it should be placed on the shit list. You've since gone away and you've watched the film. Did you make the right call? Yeah, I actually think I, I summed it up fairly well, to be honest with you. I stand by my decision on that one. If you're a fan of Pride and Prejudice, you're going to be disappointed. If you're a fan of zombie films, you're going to be disappointed. So I pretty much stand by everything I said. What about if you're a fan of Prejudice? <laughs> um, you might be all right. <laughs> okay. Depending on what you thought before you went into the movie. <laughs> Okay, right. Well, thank you very much for that, Dave. Uh, Before we go on to the bulk of the show, I think it's time for Alex's Film Feels. Well, I'm going to pass that insult over. (laughs) It's only because you look like a shaved monkey. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm just picturing a shaved monkey now. Um, So this week is a video game movie and you know i couldn't remember if we'd done it before favorite video game movie so we went with just favorite jean-claude van damme film you know i did say to alex his favorite scene with jean-claude with his butt out which is i did i didn't think you were kidding <laughs> I, mean, I mean the the mutual exclusive aren't they like he, he gets it out every single film but mine would be legionnaire it's a really terrible film but i've just always had a soft spot for it and um 
you know, let's not beat around the bush. Pretty much 95% of Jean-Claude's films are shit, so... <laughs> What's the 5%? This, I mean, I can't... This, 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 <laughs> I mean, of course. <laughs> I, I would rather get Legionnaire's disease than watch Legionnaire again, to be honest. Uh, my favourite Jean-Claude Van Damme film is Sudden Death, uh, which is essentially Die Hard in an ice hockey stadium. Uh, it has the best movie ending. The villain, a moustacheless Paris Booth, uh, tries to escape uh, the stadium via the open-top roof in a helicopter, but Van Damme attaches a cable from the chopper to the stadium's roof so it can't fly off. The engine fails and it falls crashing to the ground. But unlike a normal, I don't know, helicopter explosion or, you know, something falling out of the air, this reverses perfectly like like a, a giant bus or something just reversing down an alley. <laughs> Slowly enough for Paris Booth to have a stare out with Van Damme to like shake his fist to go, oh, you rotter. And then it explodes. It's brilliant. I, 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 went, uh, I went to China uh, with work. I know it's off topic. <laughs> Went to China with work uh, last year, and um, they they just show like ridiculously violent films at any time. And I turned on the <laughs> TV half past seven in the morning, enjoying my cornflakes, watching some guy getting his face melted off. <laughs> <in> <laughs> death. It was absolutely brilliant. What a way to kick off the morning. <laughs> uh, for me, I'd probably say double impact. Double the impact. Double the Van Damme. He, he plays Double twins. The bear arse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he plays twins who uh, who have been separated all their life, and they come together to to avenge their parents' murder. Sounds, it sounds, sounds absolutely amazing. Sounds classic Van Damme. It does. Yeah, I, I may have mis mis uh, misinterpreted the question. I was going to do um, Kung Fu Panda two. Just because he's, he's just because he's in it, and I thought it was a good film. You're but, not yeah. lying; he is he in is it. In it. <laughs> I don't know where, when I don't know if anybody's ever called it a John Claude Van Damme. Film. Yeah, I don't know how you feel if someone said that's their favourite shot. <laughs> I thought you were brilliant in Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. What about that Volvo advert? The trucks when he's doing the splits on the wind. Oh, that's a good, uh, one. good one. Not a movie, but a great scene. Oh, the course, a great scene. The the light, if John Claude Van Damme is listening to this, he's going to be like an utter failure. The only things you remember from or an advert and his voice being in an animated film what about um, the friends episode oh yeah another good one uh, I, to be honest i'm thinking about it i find it hard to actually like distinguish between jean-claude van damme films you know like you're talking about sudden impact no what was it double impact S- sudden, sudden death sudden impact. and Legion. like they all bleed into one but for me i think the one that i like the most was time cop I like, oh, yeah, the way, yeah. I like the way they just didn't really care that much about <laughs> keeping the time continuum or anything like that going. It was just, you know, time and guns. Yeah, who gives a shit? Exactly, eh? yeah. It's a Jean-Claude Van Damme, <laughs> damn film, let's get on board. Well, thank you very much, uh, Alex slash Joel, for that lovely film feels. Okay, so on to the bulk of the show. Uh, this week's film, as mentioned before, is Street Fighter. Um, I'm gone. <laughs> I, I've, like, oh, bearing in mind, I was, oh, I was not this time. Yeah, no, you were no. practicing what? so much shut as up, well. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> like, don't put pressure on me. I'm not good with pressure. Good effort. Yeah, it's yeah, not bad. That, no, not bad. Is that a Kylie Minogue song? Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if Kylie Minogue uh, did the music for Street Fighter 2 then yes Austin dick <laughs> uh, no. okay so this film has uh, been picked out of the hat at random and it was suggested to us by somebody who I can't remember so apologies if it was <laughs> you who recommended it uh, yeah well um, yeah, anyway what we have done here is similar to the film all of the roles have been picked out of the hat at random so acting as defence and trying to get this film placed on the hit list will be me and Alex. Did you just start that though by saying, suggesting that all of the roles within the film were just picked at random? Well, they look like... (laughs) (laughs) And then did you follow it up with saying that you had a defence? Okay. Yep, uh, Austin. So yeah, no, uh, I... I'm going to be defending it along with Alex, and I'm a little bit like Dal Sim. I have very long arms and have been known to wear adult diapers. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex is a little bit like Blanca. He wears rags and looks like a feral jungle man. <laughs> and smells like one too. <laughs> and acting as prosecution and trying to get this film placed on their shit list will be Joel and Dave. Now, Joel is just like DJ. He spends most of his time behind a computer screen and would screw us all over for a briefcase full of cash in a heartbeat. And Dave is a little bit like Sagat, respected by some, feared by others, and his eyesight is shit. (laughs) (laughs) Now, just like real court advocates will be making the best case for our roles, these may or may not be our genuine opinions, though, so do stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear our real thoughts. Which means this week, 
Austin has the most important role as he'll be playing the judge. Now, Austin is a little bit like M. Bison. He dresses like a fascist dis- Now, Austin must decide which list the film should be placed on the hit or the shit based solely on the arguments put to him and not using his own opinion, which is good because he hasn't seen it. Has he not? Has he seen it? I think I'm sure I saw it when I was a kid. I'm Busted, positive. Right? Yeah. Like, I loved video games back when I was a kid, so I will have definitely watched this. You can't remember it, which is oh, good. Christ, I can barely remember what happened on <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> on, on, the, on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Probably there. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so before we get started, I think it's time to give the listeners a bit of a better understanding as to what this film is about. So, let us spin the wheel of impressions. <laughs> Okay, so what we do here is we read out the synopsis of the film in the style of one of the cast or characters from the film. This week, it has landed on me. Uh, so, how would you like me to read out the synopsis of the film? Uh, M. Bison, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, n- 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 not Kyle. <laughs> I was fully expecting that. Okay, um, how, does, how does M. Bison sound? Just Tammy really over the top. And kind yeah. of Shakespearean uh, esque with gravitas, slightly but, fascist, but with a hint of Puerto Rican in there. Please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, a young officer must prevent a bomb exploding aboard. Another synopsis to a different film. That's next week. That's next week. That's because I was already writing my notes. It's automatically just come up. Raul Julia. <laughs> 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 Uh, it's pretty good. Okay, yeah. Close, close. Yeah. Colonel Guile, a bit more Puerto Rican, okay. please. Colonel Guile and various other martial arts <laughs> heroes <laughs> fight against the tyranny of dictator M. Bison and his cohorts. Nice. Pretty good, pretty good. I'll take that. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Very good. Okay, without further hesitation, Ozzy. Would you like to kick off proceedings, please? Yes, yeah, so, well, I'll start with a defence. So that was, I think, fairly succinctly summed up. But does that do? Does that little plot summary do the do the film justice, or um, is Pretty there a lot there more going on? on? Um, yeah, there's much, much more going on. So much more, Austin. This film, I'm going to say right, right from the get go, this film is great, right? And you. As the judge, are going to love it. You just said before you love video games. Well, this is a film about a video game, and it's a good one. And what about the plot? I'll tell you now. <laughs> <laughs> just show up for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, M. Bison, he is a dictator, uh, and he has uh, overrun this, this um, country called Shadaloo. And he is taking a lot of people hostage. He's taking a lot of uh, um, so, so soldiers and... Uh, relief workers. Yeah, relief workers. He's taking them all hostage. And he is demanding $20 billion. 20 how many? Billion. And when was this made? Pocket change. 94. 1994. <laughs> okay, so, so this guy is a serious, yeah, serious... This guy wasn't pissed like, about. He doesn't fuck around like that. Like, <laughs> he wasn't like Dennis Hopper in Speed. He, <laughs> he knew he could get the big books. Uh, so, uh, yeah, well, while, while he's taking these hostages, uh, General Guile, or Corporal Guile, or whatever, uh, has uh, assembled a crack team of sort of martial artists and uh, soldiers to try and fight M. Bison, free the relief workers, and have a good laugh. And he does all of those things, by the way. And uh, yeah, it's just a very, very fun, very energetic, very colourful film. It, it's simple. You know, the, the plot gets going right from the get-go. You know, there's no like, oh, you That's know, introduce. Really. <laughs> but no, because there's so many, all the Street Fighter characters, you know, they're all very well known. We could have, what I was, you know, what, what you don't want is you don't want every single character being introduced. And it like, all the characters are sort of thrown in the mix. And I think that, you know, people watching the video game or who love the video game watching the film could be like, oh, I think that's that. I think that's that. I think that's that. But people who haven't watched it aren't alienated because they're not watching a backstory of a character they don't know. Okay, you know? so you're not going to get you haven't got the um... it's not like it's not like Suicide Squad okay, with like yeah, five minutes exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. the plot just gets going and it's that, and it's simple do you know what I mean it's a nice 94 action film that kids can enjoy and you know and, and that's exactly what it wants to be it, the whole premise is set up pretty quickly there's a couple of twists and turns going on in the plot but not too many you know you can follow it very easily and it's all leading up to a big showdown so you know which it it spends a lot of its time doing so you know the, the film the plot itself I can't see how it's could be faulted 
plot without fault. Joel, Joel, a plot without fault. Well, I, I won't spend too much time on that because we all know it's farcical. But, um, you know, uh, ca- ca- <laughs> that's not an argument. That's <laughs> noted. Capcom. Um, so Capcom, uh, Street Fighter was at the kind of height of its popularity in around 1992, just as the second one came out, and Capcom said to the uh, movie producers that this needs to be out by Christmas 1994 to cash in on the popularity. Um, they also didn't want a martial arts movie and they wanted kind of a more plot-heavy uh, film, which kind of just completely, you know, skews the street fighting element of the game. So, I mean, put all those things together and you just get a disaster. So would you say it was plot-heavy? Um, well, I mean, that's what they tried well, to do, but because of the lack much. of time and what they tried to do, they rushed it. And it's uh, really a classic classic example of why game studios, you know, shouldn't get too involved in, in making movies. But I think the big thing is how faithful it was to the to the actual franchise. I mean, that is the golden rule. If you're going to make a film to cash in on a franchise, it needs to at least be faithful. And it's not, I would say it's actually offensive to Street Fighter fans. Uh, they, they literally, all they did is just put Street Fighter in the title in an attempt to you know, take money from, from the loyal followers. Uh, just a few examples, you know, the characters are, are the people who are worse done by. Uh, so Balrog and E-Honda, they're basically a camera crew. Um, you know, none of the kind of physical prowess or martial arts moves or anything like that are on display. Uh, T-Hawk and Kami are just kind of Guile's army lieutenants. Again, you know, nothing on display there. Blanca is absolutely terrible. He's kind of a, a failed... Um, science experiment he basically turns green and that's literally the only thing they got right about the character the fact that he's green I would say the worst of all is actually Ryu and Ken you know two of the games not just the game's most iconic heroes but in all of video games two of the most iconic characters and they're just a pair of con men they've got absolutely no kind of physicality or uh you know, charisma about them at all. They're just absolutely uh, two walking turds, basically. Um, <laughs> uh, wow. Guile, the main character, obviously, Jean-Claude Van Damme, he doesn't even have blonde hair. You know, none of the costumes were Street Fighter costumes. If you are a Street Fighter fan, and this was made for Street Fighter fans, let's not kind of beat around the bush, then there's absolutely nothing for you here. It's just a, keep, a cheap, uh, you know, cash in, a cheap cash grab. It would be like, you know, going to see a Marvel film called Spider-Man and Spider-Man being in it for like a minute or something like that. You know, you'd you'd feel hard done by... Like Venom? Uh, pretty much, yeah, like Venom, if they advertise Venom with Spider-Man. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, so yeah, I mean, that that's the point that I want to make is that it's just a cash grab. Um, they've uh, completely uh, assaulted the, the Street Fighter name. Okay, I mean, these are all really good points. I'm going to give David a quick go there. Mm-hmm. On the plot, yeah, in particular, so they were very good uh, points against, but but they didn't really address the didn't uh, address the plot, the plot did situation. I, I will address so the plot, all, but don't yeah. get me wrong; they're all noted. Yeah, with regards to the plot, you asked Joel if it is plot heavy. Um, it's not. It's not in any way, shape, or form. The plot is very light on the ground. What it is also light on the ground is combat and any actual street fighting. So although it's not like they put that to one side in favor of this beautiful uh, complex story, no, they just removed most of the combat elements and then didn't have any plot to back it up with. The plot is virtually non-existent. You know, it's just a very basic premise. The the IMDb summary pretty much tells you everything you need to know, and it's not often we get that situation. And what I really want to point out is that the combat is so thin on the ground. You know, Street Fighter, you're supposed to have one-on-one battles between these characters. I would say throughout the course of the film, only four times is there a fight between two major characters, one-on-one fighting. Other than that, it's not, it's virtually non-existent uh, so there, there are no there's very little plot and there's very little fighting um, to, to be honest right i would say that's a good thing right the plot is basic it's simple you start the film and you're in it you know what i mean it doesn't spend so long setting things up because there is that sort of familiarity dave's saying that like, oh yeah okay the the combat isn't great i would disagree i'd say that you know the combat is limited because what you don't want to go and watch is a series a succession of one-on-one fights because you could just play the video game for that well, this is, if you turn up to see street fighter the movie you might want to see a succession of one-on-one But this is where I disagree and then say like Street Fighter fans might want to go and see that but they shouldn't be put in charge of a film because it wouldn't be a good film. And like, you know, Joel's saying about how like it attacks for Street Fighter and I'd, I'd say to anyone who's taking Street Fighter that seriously, it's like, 
chill out a little bit. I mean, <laughs> like this isn't like Sorry, Street Fighter. Half the population, Brucey. Street Fighter isn't. Do you know what I mean? It's not like it had a massive amount of it's backstory of or, or literature behind it. Do you know, it's not like it had volumes of like, oh yeah, Ken and Ryu. They, you know, they. Who knows? They're just two good characters that were like little pixels that fought each other, and everyone made up those stories in their minds. So you're never gonna like please those people because everyone's got their own images of what it is. So, you know, they decided to go in a different way and let's not let, you know, and they said like, let's keep street fighter funny. Let's keep it light. Let's not go too far into these characters because there's too many to do it with. And let's just have a bit of fun. So I I'd disagree and say the combat isn't heavy. It's just not maybe what they were expecting, which was a martial arts, like, you know, take down, take down, take down. But I agree with Gavit. That would have been a boring film. But there, okay, so there are four major fights. Is that what we agreed on? No, there's and lots there's of little fights. fights. Four one on ones. Four one on okay, ones. Four one on yeah. ones. And lots but, of little fights where they're yeah. kicking henchmen and stuff like very, that. Very when, we, when we look into then these four one on ones, which is Street Fighter the game, mm-hmm. there's a one on one battle. How well are they done? Are they shot well? Are, they, are there any special moves? The shooting show is fine. The shooting is fine. There are, some of them are over far too quickly. Far too quickly. You got. Um, Go on, Kev. No, no, no. Sorry, no go I just say uh, the one that jumps to mind, Honda versus Zangief. That's b- built up to be uh, a big brawl between the two of them. And it is over. It's about 15, 20 seconds of actual screen time where they're fighting. That is it. There's not much to it. Does it's it feel not, like it's, it's not built? Up, it's not built up, though, is it? Yeah, it's not yeah. like these two titans are <laughs> eyeing each other through. Yeah, it. Yeah. They just like literally smashes through a wall. And it's like, oh, cool, they'll fight now. While like a lot of other plot is going on. If they'd made that huge... You've had all. It was like I think at that point there's like about five or six different stories going on, and if you focus too much on one, you're just gonna. It's like people who play Mario and complain that there's not enough plumbing in it. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I mean, there isn't. <laughs> uh, Joel, you, you are. I remember that being one of your major arguments in Super Mario. Um, um, what about this then? Yeah, so talking about the fights, I think they're terrible. I think that it's really, really cheaply done, and especially considering, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme is the only one, really, with any type of, uh, you know, fighting skill, and they, and they don't use it. You know, that's pretty much, at this point, that's pretty much the only thing he's good for, you know. He hasn't got a massive grasp of the English language at this, yep. this point, and... Let's, again, you know, emphasis on the fact that Guile is the all-American hero and they cast a guy from Belgium to play him with a terrible accent. It's just another kind of knife in the heart. But and his, accent, his Joel, accent is bad. The, the yeah. accent is absolutely terrible. He could terrible. have been Belgian Did in Joel, the game. That he's got a fucking American flag tattooed on his arm. <laughs> that that shot. is Mr. America. You've got me there. I'll, I'll Hulk Hogan, that. Captain America, <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, and, and the fights, you know, like I said, that guy actually can fight. You know, yeah. he's he's got martial arts skills and they don't use it. They do like... Um, it's kind of like when you watch a, a film from like the, the 1980s and they go to punch and the camera kind of fades away before you, you, you yeah, see yeah, the yeah. actual hand hit the uh, other person. And that's exactly what happens here. Like the penultimate fight with Guile and Bison is just, it's so terrible. Like, especially considering the skill of the, the two actors, um, you know, it just kind of constantly fades away. They don't do any really of the signature moves within Street Fighter Bar, maybe one or two. Um, just really basic stuff, which for me, you know, it's a film called Street Fighter and the fighting is just so subpar um, that, again, it's just offensive. I, I, like, I, I wouldn't disagree if that's what Joel wanted going into Street Fighter, like a, a gritty bare knuckle sort of like people kicking the shit out of each other you know like <laughs> which but, which, which but, like, that is street fighter that isn't what they went for they, they went for a different thing and i think they was trying to probably it, it is a cash well all right but all right <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is a, it, like i'd say I'd, I'd agree this is a cash grab this isn't like an auteur someone's gone like i really want to make the street fighter film you know it's like someone's grabbing as much cash and they've they put the net wildly and they've gone for like a nine, yeah, a good nineties action blockbuster that kids are going to be able to go and see. Mm-hmm. So the action and the fighting is a bit camp. Do you know what I mean? It's a little bit like, you know, you know, and yeah, that's maybe not to everyone's taste, but I think that's what the film went for. That's what it's trying to be. So in that, I think it's successful. You're not looking at it going like, Oh my you know, that's terrible what he's just, this isn't John Wick. This is just like, oh, you know, he's, he's, <laughs> he's just done a flying kick and, you know, smashed him in the face and he's back alive, you know, and, you know, yeah. it's, it's, that, it's that sort of stupid fighting. You know? Are there any special moves? 
So does anyone do this? Uh, if, if you remember that Hadunov. kind of um, move that Bison does where he flies at people, yeah. I think he does that. Electricity. Um, yeah, he fires like electricity. And just to mention on that, the special effects of like I could do better on my laptop. Um, <laughs> Joel is zigzagging around here. I haven't had the chance to counter his last shit points. Because it's gonna be, is it going to be about Guile and his accent? Well, I was going to bring that back. Guile and his all-American accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was going to suggest about that is, is that distracting? That he is, you know, he's an American no, it's general. It's Jean Claude Van Damme. You know what I mean? If you're going to watch a Seagal film, Van Damme, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, you know, there is that that suspension of disbelief. You know, nobody is watching these films and thinking, he's yeah, not like American. when we did Tango and Cash, nobody is thinking like, oh yes, yeah, Stallone is a stockbroker in his spare time. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's a suspension of the disbelief, and it's one of those things. You know, he's not a, he's not actually from America, but you don't really give a shit because it's Jean Claude Van Damme. You know, in you know less than a minute's time he's going to kick somebody in the face so well, it's, it's fine maybe in less than 90 minutes time he's going to kick somebody <laughs> in the face <laughs> I, was, I was going to say a bit of like a behind the scenes thing so um, what actually happened is that they hired the cast first they spent a, a lot of money on Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raoul Huyer and um, that was just that was just noise. That I know. Yeah, I was going to say, is that his real name? How do you? Uh, say that? I've got a lot. Of, I've got a lot of spit going on. Uh, <laughs> I just ate <laughs> one of those. Uh, I just ate one of those little chocolate things that Joel's got. On do you mind if I go feet? to Dave for the correct pronunciation? <laughs> <laughs> What's this guy's name? I think it's Raul Julia. Okay, Raul Julia. That's what like I said. the ex Liverpool manager. Julia. No, shut up. <laughs> right, uh, so Raul Julia. Um, it's uh, so exactly like the ex Liverpool manager. No. Gerard Houllier. That's French. This is Puerto Rican. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, so, so they Did we say it was Portuguese a minute ago. What? Who? Which one? Houllier. Julio. Julio is Portuguese. Puerto Rican. Raul is Portuguese. Puerto Rican. Okay. For fuck's sake. Honestly, I'm ready to snap. So they spent a lot of their money on those two budgets, right? And then uh, when it came to the rest of the cast, they assembled the cast. They had hoped originally to record a lot of Raul Julia's um, scenes initially. Still said it wrong. But I said that perfectly, perfectly right. No. But upon you know, starting filming, they realized that he just um, finished a battle with... Um, was it... Um, it was, it was a stomach cancer mm. so he was very weak he was very thin he needed the time to get his energy back gain some weight so they decided to move the scenes around so what they had intended to do is film those dialogue heavy scenes first and have six to eight weeks of intensive uh, fight training and choreography and then film those scenes later but they had to move those to the front so a lot of these actors uh, who weren't you know martial artists and who weren't you know didn't have a lot of experience in fighting mm-hmm. had to sort of be trained on the spot and when you think about that you know that information and then you watch the film like I think they've done an incredible job for people who don't really have that much martial arts experience to then be put in that situation and do actual you know decent fighting choreography I think is really impressive yeah yeah, once you understand the context behind it, you, you understand why it is the way it is, and you applaud them for it, but it doesn't make it a good film, and it doesn't mean that they're good fight scenes. Yeah, okay, so 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 good good given the circumstances, but Yeah, maybe it's not. commendable given the circumstances, but at the end of the day, we're judging the film. In terms of, so when did it come out? 1994? Yeah. Were, were there any other big uh, fight movies in 94? So Mortal Kombat came out in 1995. And I would compare... He asked for 1994, Joel. I would would compare the two films together because both of them, you know, are not excellent films. But Mortal Kombat does so many things better in terms of you don't go into it and you're greeted with a load of shit other than fighting. Also, the kind of uh, faithfulness of the characters are there. You know, they all perform the special moves. Uh, They all look the part. The costumes from the games are exactly the same. Um, So... I think they were similar budgets as well. So, similar so, kind of popularity. So in that respect, would you say that the, the people who made Mortal Kombat maybe learnt yeah, from pro- this? Was this yeah, a success, probably. by the way? Or was this, this laid a, the groundwork for Mortal Kombat, mate. This, uh, if, you, if you compare this to Suicide Squad in that you go in blind, you know, yeah, yeah. you're thinking, okay, it's going to be good, and then you realise you've just spunked a quid up the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what people did when they went to see Street Fighter. So I think it was a box office. Yeah, so I think it was a box office success, but I think it's actually... Exactly, this is um, Jean-Claude Van Damme's second biggest or highest earning box office. <laughs> this is first. 
Tankop and Kung Fu Panda Two. Apparently, like just compare it to Mortal Kombat. I would say I've watched both of them, and I prefer Street Fighter because I'd agree Mortal Kombat did all of those things, mm-hmm. but it went too gritty. It went too. I don't like. I don't, to be honest, I've never really watched Street. I never played Street Fighter as a yeah, kid, yeah, yeah. and never played Mortal Kombat as a kid. So I was watching Mortal Kombat, being like, "This isn't for me." I don't really know what's going on. Like all these backstories that people are going on, I don't care about. This seems nonsense. With Street Fighter. You know, you could almost say those same things again, but they're not taking itself so seriously. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's a nice action film. It's you know, it's a good, good Sunday afternoon bit of you know. Yeah, okay. Exactly. So pop it on. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, it, it does though. <laughs> there's balls deep in seriousness, <laughs> <laughs> but it just comes across like they're taking the piss because it's that fucking terrible. <laughs> that, that, that is an interesting perspective, <laughs> which I hadn't really thought about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to come up from. Falls <laughs> deep in seriousness. <laughs> um, let me like one thing we've talked about. So it's a, it's a it's essentially it's it's been delivered by Capcom. They're the ones who wanted it, and then they thought about um, they they you know they want something that reflects the, the the game. They want something to cash in on the game. One of the things we talked about in Super Mario was that it was lacking the great music from Super Mario. And I think that was one of the big points to put it on the shit list, to be honest with you, was just the, the poor soundtrack. What, was, what it, about, was, what, it, was it really? Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was one of about 100 great points. But it was on the great points list. Is, uh, what, what are we saying about the soundtrack in this? Is there is there a soundtrack? Is the there is a soundtrack. It's very forgettable. Um, generic 90s. Yeah. It's generic 90s. It doesn't even lift anything from Street Fighter, I don't think. Maybe a couple of bars, but you're not getting much else. Other than that, it's it's forgettable. There's, no, there's no light motifs when Ryu comes on a screen. If or... they were, I didn't notice yeah. it. Why are we talking about motifs? And like, the, like, like Street Fighter was like... Because it's like, Street Fighter. <laughs> Street Fighter had some sort of symphony soundtrack to it or something like that. It's it memorable, just, and it's, it's got fans. Listen, mate, mate, if people, like, if Street Fighter fans are going to watch that film because they love the game, right? And Joel mentioned before about costumes and, and whatnot in Mortal Kombat. I think mm-hmm. that that is something that Street Fighter does really, really well. I think the actors definitely look the parts. And like, so, so, <laughs> fuck <laughs> off, man. <laughs> <laughs> you not telling me the first time you saw Vega in that... Um, Vega is the only one, the only one. Yeah, no, but no. He, well, we've got Vega then. <laughs> he, is, he is great. I mean, you know, a lot of the characters, they look the part. Uh, M. Bison, I think, you know, yes. you can't deny that his, this, his outfit is absolutely amazing. Um, even like to like to an extent, Blanca at the very end. I mean, how else are you going to do Blanca? I think they do a lot of these. Uh, so they, CGI. <laughs> and what Joel mentioned before about the um, the, the CGI and the special effects being terrible, I don't think that is the case at all. Because um, for a film around 1994, a lot of films were when jumping did Jurassic on. Park come out, Gav. 1994 but a lot of films went did, obviously didn't have the budget and didn't have the CGI capabilities as Jurassic Park so they were still using that sort of outdated 80s sort of special effects the sort of the type of like uh, chintzy stuff that you find at you know, the end of Ghostbusters yeah, okay, um, yeah, yeah. they were yeah. still using that and this film could have been rife with it but it wasn't it used a lot of practical effects which I thought was amazing and there's a scene where like a Bison's compound essentially blows up and and originally it was supposed to be like a $20,000 explosion and it was just supposed to be like, you know, just blowing the doors off. Yeah. But eventually they uh, they ramped it up a little bit and they caused like 240 grand's worth of damage. <laughs> the thing <laughs> looked like it decimated half of the island <laughs> right? and it looked incredible. And, you know, that is the sort of practical effects that this film did really well. Yeah. It didn't do that really well. That was a fluke, a very dangerous fluke. <laughs> it was like Gav says, it wasn't supposed to be that big an explosion. It was just meant to damage half of this temple set that they've built. Um, and it, they didn't want it to do any more than that because they had Jean-Claude Van Damme, Kylie Minogue, and other principal actors standing in front of the thing. It blew up more than anyone had anticipated. Did it anyone would. look at the explosion? Um, Why I like boasting in an action film is when I, the main characters don't choice. look at the explosion. I think, I think they were all looking at it and wondering yeah, where they could run to be safe. It was dangerous and it was a fluke. It looks good. Gav's right, it looks good, but that's not good planning on behalf of the film. They they fluked that. Um, they, man, I, they, uh, they captured it though, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I liken it to... They couldn't do it again, could they? <laughs> if you were here, Gav had a firework display in his back garden. <laughs> um, but he actually Jesus fired Christ. a firework which rebounded off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> so that, it, that is it true. looked good. But, you know, no, no one goes... 
about, no one goes on about the firework that landed next to me. It's always like, oh, you need to kill Joel with a firework. What about me? What about that? <laughs> I, I, I mean, you just dropped a firework next to yourself, right, didn't you? <laughs> Fire, fireworks aside, okay. So did we mentioned there about, um, we've got Raul Julio. Julio. Yep. Julio. We've got uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Where's Studi, Dave? Any problems with Where's Studi? Where's Studi? I love Where's Studi. He's, got... he's not Sagat, but I love Where's Studi. Kylie Minogue. So, you know, they're, they're almost household. Who is Sagat then? <laughs> like, you know, Anthony Hopkins. He is, like, who he is, is not ripped enough to be Sagat. He's not got the physique for Sagat. Is that, I mean, is that where we're going at with it? So some of these people don't really match the they character that you expect right. them to do? Or they do not look right. Jean-Claude Van Damme looks the part, man. That You know, he is guile. He looks know. nothing it like guile. When he has a close-up of his bicep with that American flag <laughs> on American it, do you know what I mean? I saluted, I saluted, I'm not even American. I, I literally I stood up to salute and pulled down the pants at the same time. <laughs> So, so, it, so in, in some senses, the characters don't match what we would have expected. But you mentioned earlier the suspension of disbelief. Yeah. You've got Jean-Claude Van Damme as an American. Yeah. Everyone's got their own to, expectations of those characters because those characters are, you know, what, 10 pixels, basically? Yeah, but it's, dis- it's not disrespectful. They're only pixels. But <laughs> the original characters, okay, they're all supposed to be decent fighters. Street mm-hmm. fighters, if you will. Yeah. Um, and what you've actually got is some of these characters are, are not even fighters. You've got Dal Sim in there, who is now a scientist, played by credible actor Roshan Seth, you know, fantastic actor, but this isn't Dal Sim. He doesn't fight. He's a scientist. Um, and you got, like Joel alluded before to Honda and Balrog being camera crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ doesn't fight either. He just works at a computer monitor, essentially. So that's about all that happens with those characters. It's not just the way they look, and the way they look sometimes isn't right, but also the way these characters have been developed. I've what, got, I, I've, I've, sorry, I just have a personal question about Street Fighter because I never yeah. understood. Is Dal Sim the guy who's in like a nappy and a bald head at the end? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that, is it, so that's why he's in, I've, I've watched Street Fighter loads and I've always been like, what happened to him? Like, <laughs> yeah. did, did the explosion just fire off his head? Alex has actually touched the nail on the head there. So at the very end of the film, they get all of the cast together and actually put them in Street Fighter roles. So they all kind of try and get a similar costume and they actually do street fighter moves it's as if at the end of the film they go actually you know it is a street fighter film we might need to put at least some street street fighter shit. despite the fact that balrog had not worn boxing gloves the entire film and somehow while escaping this temple that was blowing up he found himself some boxing gloves to pose at the very Isn't end lucky that he did because he would have looked like a tit <laughs> yes he would no one would have known it was balrog i'll tell you that let's let's say this film wasn't called street fighter and it was called like escape from the fascist dick or something yeah. more catchy. Let, let's yeah. make that yeah. film. Would, would, that, would, would that still have bothered you then? Would, you know, let's if it wasn't. Yeah, the was the acting good? Was the no, no? The film would still be terrible. The script is terrible. The acting is terrible. All that would have changed about this discussion is that it would have been a box office bomb. Okay. That is all that would have been different. <laughs> Where's Studi, Dave? Where's no. Studi? Okay. That he was bad. And Brucey's favorite actor, Simon Callow. Oh, man. <laughs> I love him. I love him. I love tell, him. tell us more. Tell the people. Tell me about the script. Here. Tell I've been the told the script. So, terrible. So I, I'm not going to lie, and I'm not going to like the script <laughs> is bad. And but like again, if he had a fantastic script of these really like emotional you know, emotional scenes between Ken and Ryu. Do you know what I mean? It'd just be like, what is going on here? What what am I watching? The script is kind of like, knows what it is, basically. I don't, I don't think it was bad script writing. I mm-hmm. just think they knew what they were going for and they hit the nail on the head. They, uh, so, you know, and you've got these loads of like, Jean-Claude Van Damme doesn't seem to be able to finish a scene without some sort of terrible pun going on. You know, like, hits Bison into some monitors and goes like, you're off the air. Or he just keeps doing these again and again and again. And there's loads of little, you know, w- witty one-liners which I wouldn't say are particularly brilliant or anything like that. But the script, do you know what I mean? It it works it's in enjoyable. the film. It's enjoyable. And if you had a better script, I know this is a weird argument, but if you had a better script, it probably would have taken away. And Simon Callow, just to go back to him a little bit. <laughs> Please. You know, he's regarded as an absolutely fantastic actor, right? I mean, yeah, I, all I, of us here. I personally mm. wouldn't say so, but do you know what I mean? He's, he's regarded <laughs> as many as. And he is playing, this is exactly what I'm talking about for the whole film. He is playing it to the film. You know, he's doing it, you know, he's got his tie on and he's a bureaucrat and something like that. Same as Wes Studi, same as Raul Julia. If this film is balls deep in seriousness, why are you casting Raul Julia at all? Do you know what I mean? The guy yeah. from the Adams family. It knows what it's trying to be. Yeah, he's also an Oscar nominated actor, though. That was a big deal getting Raul Julia yeah, on yeah, board. He's he like a, a really big he's revered I'm, actor. I'm he's not saying he's a bad actor. actor. I'm just saying that. But he's no, the that's guy why from they the took Adams themselves family. too seriously. They overstepped their mark and I think uh, gunned a little too high when they got someone like Raul Julia on board. Now, Raul Julia was playing it because 
because he wanted to do like this really larger than life character. I think, you know, he, he well, he did. I know that for a fact that he did it because of his, it was children, was it? His, his grandkids? Yeah, his, his um, children were big Street Fighter fans. Yeah. So he, yeah, he did it because of that. It was, they wanted to, um, you know, they really loved the game. He wanted to be in it for them. And it was an opportunity for him to be, just play big, play at large, play larger than life. And he did a great job doing it. I will argue before, by the way, that some of the scripts I do think is actually pretty decent. There's some really, really good lines in this. Like, I'm just going to give a couple off, right? So uh, after Chun-Li is, um, is, is captured by M. Bison, she gives this heart-wrenching story about how her village was raided when she was mm. a child and her father was murdered by M. Bison. And he tells her that he cannot remember that. And then he says, for you, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life but for me it was Tuesday and like I just I was just taken aback by how, how amazing that line yeah, yeah, was yeah. that is a, such a good line like you know in such a fun just like sort of like piss taken film like you do get some really great lines like that just coming well, no, in I can see that is a very good line can Gav name another one yes one of my favourite lines Kent. is lifted directly from a gay porno and um, <laughs> Guile says to Bison this is the collection agency, Bison. Your ass is six months overdue, and it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Are you meant to be a prosecutor or a defendant? <laughs> sure. another, another great bit, right? Right? It's, it's um, Dal Sim and Guile talking to each other, and Dal Sim says, I must atone for my part in this evil, because he helped create Blanca. He turned him from you know an, an army captain into this like monster. So he said, I must atone for my part in this evil. And, uh, and Guile says, you said you did nothing. And then Dal Sim says, if good men and do nothing that is evil enough that, i mean that is that that's is a mantra that's been around for a yeah, while I know, pe- people often like attribute this to uh, incorrectly i might say to jfk but no it was dalsim <laughs> i never said it was jfk i just said it had been around for a while yeah, exactly and dalsim is stealing old. they're stealing oh, from this exactly. film you know yeah they, no one knows it they're like oh street fighter no they came so up you're gonna tell me that the quote all it takes for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing it comes from dalsim, dalsim. yes in the yes. street fighter film no yes. it's not even the Street Fighter game. I mean, let's oh, research it and disprove yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, prove me wrong, Dave. Let's okay. wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So uh, yeah, that's it. And uh, Austin, right? Uh, just two quick things. Yeah. Go on. Did you like Die Hard? I did like Die Hard. Okay. Yes. Right. Did you like Commando? I don't think I've ever seen Commando. Okay, but you yes. like Die Hard. Right, <laughs> no, I did like. I like. This, this I like Toy Soldiers. That was this good. Is, it's just like that. This is directed by the guy who wrote those films. <laughs> okay. So so this is directed just by. Just to add, after he directed this film, he never directed another film ever again. <laughs> Why okay. bother? You've done it. <laughs> You've reached the zenith of your artistic. So had he, had he directed other films before this? No, this is his first one. First and last. First and last. First and last. <laughs> okay. okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My mother, you know what I mean? He said it okay. out of the park. Okay, so, so based on it being his first film... His special effects were shot by Fluke, it sounds like. Yep. I mean, there was a lot of great cinematography in there. Like, the the island compound of M. Bison, how it was filmed, where it was filmed, it looked amazing. You know, like, there was a siege uh, using um, speedboats uh, of the islands. That was amazing. There's also a prison riot as well earlier on where, you know, there's, there's a number of the characters having a fight, and maybe not one-on-one, but there's a big, massive prison riot. That, it looks incredible as well. The prison escape scene, there's a lot of really good set pieces that are filmed very well. It's short, and it's pacey, and it just, it doesn't, it doesn't hang around. I can just point out, right, Stephen D. D'Souza, when he had to do the boat uh, assault on Bison's base, mm-hmm. it was originally meant to be helicopters. And the reason he couldn't use helicopters is because they found out they were filming a little too close to Myanmar. <laughs> right, okay. And that wasn't going to be allowed, so he had to rewrite his storyboard. That's why the speedboat uh, attack looks a little um, hashed together, should we say, because they had to change it pretty last minute. And anything that looks decent has been fluked. But in theory, so so essentially, he had to think on his feet in order to rewrite his entire story. He did, but he, he, he should have checked a few things beforehand. And I think the film would have been better off if he'd considered these things. If he'd been yeah. a bit more professional, if he if he hadn't been an amateur, he yeah. would have worked. That this happens out. in a lot of films. To some very it happens good every directors. now and again. But there's some things you can predict. I'm flying helicopters close to my most border is one of them. Okay, I'm going to give you both uh, like 30 seconds quickly, just to, to to like between the team. So, defense, 30 seconds. Tell me why, why this needs to go on the hit list. Uh, it knows exactly what it is. It's a fun 90s action romp for kids, and that's exactly what it is, and, and it achieves it. 
Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Great performances by Raul Julio and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Larger than life characters. Uh, Austin, I know you. I know what you like, and yes. you're going to like this film. Bit Don't listen to these horrible shits. <laughs> okay. You just called him a fascist. <laughs> he looks like a fascist. So he one. Guys, yeah. you've got 30 seconds as this well. This film knows me. exactly what it is, and that is a cash grab. This is Capcom raking in the money after so many video game adaptations have done well at the box office, despite being crap films. they got an amateur director, and if it weren't for the fact that they looked out with Raul Julia and fluked everything else, this film would be forgotten about. But it won't okay. be. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay, right. I've got a lot. I've got a lot to think about here. And um, uh, while I'm thinking about it, you know what? That's just crossed my mind. Is doesn't Thanos say something very similar to that at the end of Avengers Endgame? He took it from exactly like Street Fighter. Say, like, it is actually uh, John Stuart Mill around 1867 is the earliest attribution like, hey, of that. Oh, quote. oh, sorry. The thing that I was on about was about the. the it was a Tuesday. Well, doesn't it's he say something there, like? Anyway. I don't know <laughs> Although it's odd, I think the actor who played Del Sim like based himself on John Mills. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> John Mills say his name again. What, what his name was. <laughs> 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 How often is Wikipedia wrong? Can we really trust anything Dave says? That is not Wikipedia. Oh, Dave. Just Dave fucking Wikipedia. get your quiz out, would you? Okay, get <laughs> yeah, Dave, you've had enough get time. Get the, the quiz out, please. independent, Alan, you know. <laughs> Thanks for that, guys. Okay. Very helpful. Okay, I got a quiz to kill a little time. Um, so as Gav pointed out before, uh, Raul Julia did this film in no small part to, to get, get to spend some time with his kids. He knew they were big Street Fighter fans. He himself had been very unwell. Um, he knew he may not be long for this world, so he decided to spend a little time with them, took on this role. Um, so this quiz is going to be about other actors who either fortuitously or regrettably <laughs> okay. took on roles for their kids or their grandkids. Uh, <laughs> they say took on roles because they knew they were dying. <laughs> <laughs> it is not that either. It is not that either. So yeah, this is quite a sweet quiz, I think. This is uh, one, yeah, people took on roles purely for their kids. Oh, I uh, know one question in, already. <laughs> oh, okay. In a film, just because Kylie Minogue's in the oh, film. Oh, Dave, Dave, what, what's yes. going on here? Are we, are we having our own buzzers? Because I'm not... Uh, I was getting to Street that. Fighter baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you? Can I tell you the name of my quiz, please? <laughs> just because Kylie Minogue's in the film, I've named this. Uh, I don't mind doing it for the kids. <laughs> I, was, I was pleased with myself. I don't often get, I don't, I don't often get quiz titles, but yeah, if you would all like to buzz in, as I'm go- basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you uh, basically prose about an actor, and as soon as you know the answer, you buzz in. So give me a, a Street Fighter buzz. Um, if you know the actor, that's fine. If you know the character, that is fine. I'll even let you have the film if people are really struggling, but these get easier as I read. So buzz in as soon as you know. Let me hear your Street Fighter buzzers. Sonic Boom. I'll do. Hawken. I'll do. That's a Blanco in the air. Okay. Nice. Maybe I can do it higher pitch. Okay. I like it. Chun I like it. Or Sammy. Tammy. Sammy. Sammy. What's her name? Okay. Question one. Remember, buzz in as soon as you know. Hey. Which Irish actor of stage and screen declined this role repeatedly, regardless of the salary increases, until his granddaughter reportedly told him that she wouldn't speak to him again if he didn't do it? He had reservations over the film series' proposed seven-film run, ultimately it would be eight, and was concerned over his health for the prolonged period. He passed away, age 72, only two films into the franchise, leading to the role being oh, taken on... <laughs> Alex. Richard Harris and Harry Potter. <laughs> it yeah, is yeah, Richard well Harris. Double double. The role being taken over by Michael Gambon. You are correct. <sighs> Question number two. This highly respected Oscar-nominated actor took on a role in one of the most criticized films of the 80s. Even this podcast has condemned it to the shit list. Purely to please his son. Many critics, in fact, lauded his performance as the film's only redeeming feature. <laughs> Frank Langella? It is Frank Langella. <laughs> He did not hesitate when offered the role of the film's villain. As he said at the time, his young son was running around the house shouting, I have the power every 10 minutes. It is Frank Langella in Skeletor, Skeletor in Masters of the Universe. Number three. This legend of Hong Kong cinema industry was reluctant to take a role in one of, cinema's hist- in one of cinema history's biggest franchises as he didn't want to be away from his family filming for five months. Upon asking his children whether they'd be all right with him being away for so long, he told them the project he'd be working on, and in his own words, they flipped out convincing the actor to take on this role as a blind martial artist in this sci-fi prequel. Sci-fi prequel. I can't even remember. Anyone? Yeah. Donnie Yen. It is Donnie Yen. (laughs) (laughs) It is Donnie Yen as Chiri Inwe in Rogue One. Next. This American actor was not previously interested in taking a role, which meant he would spend more than a year filming away from his family, especially as as he had no prior knowledge of the works of J.R.R. Tolkien. 
It was his son who told him that it would be cool if he took the role. Viggo Mortensen. It, I, 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 that's more like it. That's more like it is correct. Viggo Mortensen as Aragorn. This beloved British character actor was not the first choice for this iconic horror role, as both Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee had turned oh it God, down. Although Lee apparently regretted his decision. Although not sure about taking the role at first, it was left to his daughter to persuade him to take the job as she was a fan of one of the director's previous films and the score that he had written to accompany it. He would go on to appear in four of the film's sequels. No. Oh, Hogan! Yes, Alex? Anthony Hopkins? No. Did you just say Hulk Hogan? (laughs) Hulk Hogan! (laughs) He would go on to appear in four of the film's sequels and work with the director again on another film, Prince of Darkness. <laughs> yes, yes, Donald Pleasance. It is. It is just Donald Pleasance as Dr. Loomis in Halloween. And we watched uh, Prince of Darkness on the weekend. We did. Away. We yeah. did. I would have thought more people would have got that. I know. It's just scumbags. <laughs> did, did we? Yeah, we did, yeah. Just after Bulaquo. <laughs> the action comedy film about status quo. Yeah, let's said the better. Let's said the better. This American actor was reluctant to take on the role of this iconic DC comics villain and had no prior knowledge of the character to prior to his son stepping in, <laughs> briefing him on the character's backstory. Oh, right, yeah. Oh. yeah. Will Smith? No. Oh. And insisting that he give the part a chance. The actor in question probably looks back on the role with disdain, not in the least because he had to work alongside Jim Carrey for many of his scenes. <laughs> uh, Tommy Lee Jones. It is Tommy Lee Jones, an actor who made it quite clear that he despised and loathed working with. Well, Tommy Lee Jones, Two-Face in Batman Forever. He hated Jim Carrey. He hated Jim Carrey. Apparently, Jim Carrey went over to introduce himself when they first met on set, and Tommy Lee Jones' words were... I can't stand you. In fact, I hate you. And at some point, uh, Jim Carrey, he said to Jim Carrey, I cannot tolerate your level of buffoonishness. Not- prompting Jim Carrey to hug him, which I'm sure went down really well. Sounds like oh. a proper laugh, Tommy Lee. Because Jim Carrey actually seems like a really nice, nice guy. guy yeah. yeah, well, the director has spoken about their, their feud on set and says uh, Jim Carrey was a perfect gent. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones was, was not. I mean, did Tommy Lee Jones look in the mirror at any point during <laughs> filming? <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> okay, here's another video game villain played by a character actor who probably should have left well enough alone. Dennis Hopper. It is Dennis Hopper, King Cooper, King Cooper Super Mario Come Brothers. On. He took on the role uh, because his uh, his son, for his son really, in a, in a roundabout way, um, his son asked him years down the line, uh, I think you're a pretty good actor, Dad, but why did you play uh, King Cooper and Super Mario Brothers? To which Dennis Hopper told him, well, I did it so you could have shoes, son. <laughs> his son replied, I don't need shoes that badly. <laughs> What okay. a what I know, I know, gotta love him. This next one, legendary Welsh actor of stage and screen did not regret his decision to star in one of the biggest World War II action films oh, of the 60s. Uh, Colin Hogan! <laughs> <laughs> Richard Burton where he was dead. It is Richard Burton where he was dead. He, d- he took on the role to please his two stepsons as they said they were tired of him taking on boring roles and appearing in films they weren't allowed to see or in which he died. <laughs> Another respected Welsh actor made an equally unexpected career choice when he took on a major role in the big screen adaptation of a certain Stephanie Meyer hit teen literature trilogy. He did Boom, so as Hogan. a yes. Michael Sheen. It is Michael ah, Sheen yeah. in the Twilight Saga. He did it as a surprise to his 13 year old daughter, who's a huge fan of the books. Uh, it backfired because she was very disappointed that he'd been cast, seeing as he looked nothing like what she thought the character should. <laughs> Ouch. Yep. And, the money helped. Though. I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. And finally, although not given a major role in the most successful film franchise of all time, this Oscar-nominated Beninese American model-turned-actor took on the lesser role for a noble purpose. He was reportedly horrified when his son said he wished he had lighter skin so he could play Spider-Man one day. And his eager... Galaxy Hadouken. Yes. I don't know the actor's name. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I will give you the point because it is Guardians of the oh, Galaxy. Jaimon Hunsu. It is Jaimon Hunsu in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, he took on the role to show that his son that you can have black superheroes. And he's since lobbied for Donald Glover to be cast as Spider Man and for Black Panther to be brought in the MCU. The latter one worked. <laughs> so there we go. Yeah, that is, uh, that is the quiz. I thought Donald Glover was Spider Man. Great Who? quiz, man. Donald Glover. Yeah. Didn't he play yeah. Spider Man in. Um, oh, the, no, no, no. The, he's been Spider Man for 20 years. <laughs> but, he, but he's actually Spider-Man. <laughs> well, doesn't he? Doesn't he play? He plays the Spider-Man in the. Comp, the it's, it's not him. It, the Spider-Man. I don't even think he's in it. No, oh, is he not? I thought he, he was. is in the um, MCU one. What, what was that one called? Sp- Spider-Man: Far From Home or Homecoming? Oh, he's just in that, is he? Okay, yeah. all right. Take it all back. Sorry, I thought he was in it. <laughs>
Oh well. Okay, thanks for the good quiz, Dave. That was <laughs> You're very, welcome. Sorry for ruining the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've got any. I, I don't even think I answered the question there. That was disappointing. But I, it's, and to be fair, I, I usually make the joke that you've only ever seen like six films, but you have seen quite a few of those because they were films that we have done. Yeah, no, I should have. I should have had more knowledge of them, but um, but I didn't, and because I didn't even get one point, I'm going to put this film straight away. <laughs> <laughs> on the hit list. <laughs> um, you Great. know what? I, I thought it was. It, it sounded like on the run up to press and record, it sounded like this was going to be a very straight. Easy, easy one to judge, but um, but it was it was fairly even handed at, at times. I think um, I, it was it did seem a little at first. It seemed a little disappointing. It was it was light on plot that there was not much going on. But I think uh, you know that was backed up by the guys that actually didn't need to be. It was meant to be light hearted. It's meant to be an easy watch for children essentially, um, and that wasn't really re- re- refuted by the by the prosecution. It was um, maybe that wouldn't be what what older viewers would want to watch. Could be a bit, you know, a bit boring, and also there wasn't enough fighting. Nobody, nobody counteracted the fact that there wasn't enough fighting. Essentially, uh, and what fighting there was didn't seem to have been done very well because people weren't trained enough. Because it was produced or financed by a video games company who had a very uh, un, un uh, can't think of what the word is now, but you know, un. Well, visionary. I, I was trying to say that they unethical. Had, <laughs> <laughs> essentially, what I was going to say was they uh, they had really odd expectations for how long it takes to make a film of, mm. uh, of high quality, mm. and um, and from that, I think maybe some of the major scenes in the film have of yeah suffered because of that. Um, I got the impression that. Um, <laughs> I think I paraphrase paraphrase this uh, incorrectly. I said Mortal Kombat is everything that this film wanted to do, um, <laughs> and then um, so so you know it it, it sounds like just, so I got here genuinely not great fighting scenes and made up of lots of relative unknowns. So even though there was good choreography, good cinematography at times, um, it was just a, it was it was a bit of a, a victim of of its circumstances, just in terms of the timeline and then of illness. So, um, so some of the major scenes just, just were, were lacking. I've got here the Raul Julio was, uh, absolutely excellent. Very good. Was, uh, is in, is in quotes. That was, uh, direct from Dave's mouth. Captain Dave doesn't often yeah. mm-hmm. give out, uh, give out praise unless it's warranted. So, um, he said it was very good. And I Don't think, I uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years, fucking hell. <laughs> but then there was other times where nobody really refuted that some of the characters just weren't what you would expect from Street Fighter. Ryo and Ken are just uh, like Dumb and Dumber or some sort of other con men. Um, Balrag and E Honda, you know, a bit disappointing. Chun-Li's camera crew. <laughs> Gael. Um, you have to have a lot of suspension of disbelief to think that he is an American hero, certainly at our age, whereas maybe as a kid, it would have been totally fine. You'd have just, just lapped it up, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and the off screen and gestures. We still knew that he was <laughs> American. wasn't from America. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, going to put it short. I think genuinely, it sounds like it's probably entertaining, but it also sounds like it's not a good film. Regardless of whether I would sit through it and enjoy it, it sounds like it, sh- it belongs on a shit list. Sorry, guys, it was a valiant attempt, but, but that's it was I a valiant it attempt. Thanks, Austin. Um, so, a genuine uh, opinions, Alex? Uh, I'd kind of agree with your last point there. I like it, and I, you know, I, 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 I would pop it on again. I'm sure it's not the last time I'll ever watch Street Fighter. Sure, you but would. If you look at it. You know, technically, or look at it like from the, you know, if you think about The Godfather <laughs> and then you think about Street Fighter, then yeah, probably it's a shit film. But I like it. I, you know, I, I, maybe that's just a personal preference. I, I did think it, it is entertaining, but it isn't a good film. What Joel was saying earlier about like the fighting, um, a bit, bit of trivia is that, um, uh, so the director, Stephen E. D'Souza, he filmed a lot of the dialogue sequences with Raul Julia and, and um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. And he gave his DP, his you know second uh, director, 
the opportunity to go and film all of the fight sequences yeah. when he got all that footage back like the guy was like a great fight choreographer but he hadn't actually watched street fighter or played street fighter uh, so okay. he come all these scenes were just like normal fights and he was furious because he was like they don't look anything like the characters so you've got like essentially 90 minutes of the film of just like generic people and then the last sort of 10 minutes is where it's just like trying to cram as much shit together you know like it oh look the, 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 all the characters yeah. honestly okay, yeah okay. but yeah no I, I wouldn't say it's good like Dave? Uh, no, it's pretty poor. It, it, I think we've, we've hit the nail on the head when we say it's entertaining. It is. I, I agree with Alex. That isn't the last time I watched Street Fighter, and I don't mind that. I do stand by what I said about Raul Julia. He's very good in this. It, it was a great performance. A lot of people said, oh, it's a shame that, you know, this is this film's dedicated to his memory. You know, such a great Oscar-nominated actor. Is this but the last? Is this his last film? I think it's... it's either, it, he? Yeah, uh, no, not, not long after that. Just but... before, the, um, before it was released. It's either his last film or his... Uh, ultimate because he's not in that um that last picture is he uh, no i don't no. think so no, yeah, no, this was, meant to... i'm pretty sure i read this was released post oh after so it was actually yeah. released yeah. after he died but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah one critic did say you know yeah, raul julia is too good an actor to have been given this role but he was too professional to give it anything but his best and he did give it his best maybe it was like the uh, philip k dick thing you know with blade runner where he sat down and he watched the I would counter everybody and say it's not even entertaining. And as a uh, games fan, this film is just utter shit. It's uh, everything that I said it is and worse than I that. can see Joel at seven years old just furiously crying. Coming <laughs> <laughs> to the cinema just going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> Furiously, furiously crying. <laughs> he was ready to do the thing there. Um, Dave, any trivia about this quickly? Uh, I've dropped quite a bit already. Uh, it was filmed close to Myanmar. It was supposed to be a helicopter assault on Bison's base. I mean, you're scaring around the issue. Uh, so, but Dave's bit of trivia that he wanted to say was that uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme Dam had uh, a $10,000 a week cocaine habit. <laughs> I, I am afraid of being sued. Wow. So I wasn't going to... It's in his autobiography. It's fair game. It's all but good. But yeah, apparently that's money. why you couldn't really get much out of Van Damme on I set. I think, apparently. if anything, that enhanced it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could really see the £10,000 well I spent heard, I heard he killed Raul Julia during their fight. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have been trying to cover it up since. <laughs> no, no, now we're right on the line. <laughs> Any autobiography, I'm guessing. <laughs> there was a very thick white line that we are just about to cross. <laughs> we already pissed him off by saying his best performance is Kung Fu Panda <laughs> Higher or lower than our previous film on trial, Pride <laughs> and Prejudice. I'm zombies. trying to imagine just how big a sniff you'd have to do <laughs> to get ten grand. Ten grand. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I think it would be like a continuous two-hour sniff. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And yeah, um, that guy must have been so wired. I'm going to snort that cocaine <laughs> so hard. <laughs> oh, I didn't mention that line. It's my favourite line. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, higher or lower than our previous film on trial, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which scored forty-five. Uh, percent uh, critical on Rotten Tomatoes and 44% audience. I think it should be higher because it's a, it's a computer game. I'm going to make it like 55 or something like that. Yeah, it was more entertaining. I'm going to say slightly higher. It's yeah. the bottom of the battle shit. I'm going to go for like 20%. <laughs> well done that man. Joel is the only one who got it right. 11% oh, critical oh, right. wow. and audience 20%. So yeah, lower and yeah, lower. Joel, how many years has Joel had to like just be tanking that? Yeah. For yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many email addresses have you got? Just to sign it to uh, yeah. uh, right, Okay, so uh, once again, I put a poll up on Twitter over the weekend and asked our friends and followers which list Street Fighter should be placed on. 63% of them decided it should be placed on the shit list. So it's not that bad, to be fair. I thought it was going to be much, much higher. Uh, but before we adjourn the case, it's time for a little caption contest. So what we do here is take a screenshot of the film, place it on Twitter, ask our friends and followers to provide a funny caption with the best one winning a chocolatey frog-shaped treat. So the caption here is M. Bison shooting electricity out of his hands. You guys have got to decide the funniest out of number one. Your feeble skills are no match for the power of the dark side. <laughs> uh, number two, anyone know how to get rid of this static cling? <laughs> uh, number three, uh, Simiton one, Palpatine ain't got shit on me. And <clears throat> uh, number four, I really should cut my nails. Uh, number five, I'll get that Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, number six, submit to my jazz hands. 
<laughs> Number seven, when it's Tuesday and Bison has graced your village. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And now I'm uh, glad you told me that phrase. So no. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense now, doesn't it? And number eight, those are not spirit fingers. These are spirit fingers. So, <laughs> oh, when it's Tuesday. Oh, when it's Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. gotta be. Yeah, unanimous. Well done, Wilson. They've watched it. Gil or Jill, you've just won yourself a flippity Freddo. Okay, so just before we call it a day, he wanted to give a shout out to one of our podcasting friends, Epic Film Guys. It's a podcast that I've just started listening to recently. I'm really digging it. It's presented by Nick and his friends, Justin and The Source. The Source is a name. Uh, and they do film reviews. Um, so in, every other week they'll do a film review. As in The Source is in The Origin or Source is in The Condiment? Source is in Tomato Ketchup. Okay, okay. <laughs> so they do a, like sort of, um, every two weeks they'll do a film review, but then I think every other week what they'll do is other things like uh, they'll do top fives from previous years so uh, recently I listened to top five from 2017 I also listened to a 20th anniversary of the film Dogma which I couldn't believe was 20 years that makes me feel very old Austin, I, I can't believe that you are watching a YouTube video while I'm trying to close up this episode. How disrespectful. Like, you could literally wait another three minutes and it would be over. Lazy. Right, anyway, so uh, just check them out. I'd recommend that episode that I just mentioned. Uh, you can get them on Apple Podcasts, Epic Film Guys, and follow them on Twitter as well, at Epic Film Guys. Now, next week's film has been picked out of the hat again, and it is another 1994 action film, perhaps. I mean, like, I think that's pretty mad that it's, it's another 1994 action film, but anyway, there we go. Um, perhaps this one is a little bit better than Street Fighter. Um, it is Speed. Uh, now, it was nominated to us by Goblin. Uh, that's their Twitter handle anyway, which coincidentally was Alex's nickname at school. Um, <laughs> now, I thought oh, his nickname was Bin Laden. I thought you so, gave it to him. <laughs> uh, this is actually Mike Rooney, if he's yeah. listening. <laughs> he's not. Yeah. Uh, now, all of the roles have been picked out of the hat. So in the role of defense, it's going to be Joel and Ozzy. In the role of prosecution, it's going to be me and Alex. And in the role of judge, it's going to be Dave. So I just want to say thank you very much to everybody who's listened to this episode. If you like the episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. Tell all your friends, tell all your family, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and send us lots of those bison dollars. Just spread the warm love that is Films on Trial in as many years as possible. And check out our Twitter page, at Film Trials. Check out our fantastic graphic artist, Winston Sang, while you're there, at the underscore quirks. Also, why not check out our website, filmsontrial.co.uk, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. So that's it, everyone. Street Fighter is a shit, and we'll be in your ears next week with Speed. Goodbye. Goodbye.